And here we are, once again, off trail with Luke and Chandler. I'm Luke. I'm Chandler. And we're off trail. Yes, we are. So today, Chandler, I understand that you have a bit of a bone to pick with me. Yes, I do. Tell me about this. I'm angry. Oh. I'm frustrated. Oh, man. I'm upset. Mm. Mm, yeah. I am so mad that you're so much of a better portrait photographer than me. And I can't I, help it, dude. I don't know why. I can't figure it out. You know, we were talking about this the other day. Um, to be serious here. I We were sitting up in the office. We were talking about some shots. Um, what? Oh, it was some shots that you got of Travis. Yeah, when um, I went, um, you went downtown with him and Ashton. Yeah. yeah. And you were showing me some of these shots that you got. And I was just like, holy, like, I, why can't I figure this out? You know, I started off photography, excuse me, doing landscape stuff, as do, you know, a lot of different people. And you had a very different start than most people do, which kind of puts you into a different bracket almost than other people. Like, a di- it gives you a different specialty. And it's one that I haven't had a lot of experience in, and that's portraits. And, I mean, not to sit here and just you know, stroke your ego. Do it. But your portraits are phenomenal. Thanks, bro. And I can't I can't seem to figure it out, you know? It's a little bit frustrating because it's like I want to take portraits and I want to make, you know, take good portraits because the ones I see that you take, like I said, they're great. But I can't seem to figure it out. You know, I've tried it and every time I get back, you know, from wherever we're shooting and I look at some of the photos that I've gotten, I'm like, they're just, they're... They're not Luke Furman quality portraits. And yeah, it's a little obnoxious, not going to lie. Yeah. I mean, it's different than shooting landscapes. Very different. Like, it's totally different, mm-hmm. you know? Um, I think I'm lucky. I, I, I really do think I'm, I'm incredibly lucky that I started in portraits. Mm-hmm. Because I think landscapes are much easier to pick up yes. than portraits. Um, and I definitely have my, my good friend Olivia... Shively to thank for that, you know, shout out to her, mm-hmm. my forever favorite photographer. Uh, she took me under her wing when I started getting into photography and, you know, I was helping her with some portrait sessions some weddings and just the first thing I did. Yeah. Know? And I lived in the Midwest in Indiana at the time and there's no landscapes to shoot. No, nope, just corn. Yeah. There's only so many ways you can shoot a cornfield. Yep. So, you know, portraits out there, it's just, I don't know. More of the norm, maybe? Yeah, it's um, a little more accessible. Yeah, so. like you don't have the mass of photographers doing the outdoor landscape adventure stuff because mm-hmm. that kind of thing just doesn't really exist there. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I started in portraits and and learned how to shoot with people, mm-hmm. you know, in my frame and not landscapes. But then you move out here and it's like, oh yeah, I'll just go down there, take a landscape shot. and. I feel like you pick it up pretty quick. Yeah. You know, how to make things better, a lot easier. Just, yeah. Now, it takes practice, you know, to do landscapes too, but like, I feel like there's not as many things to work with, you know? Mm-hmm. You show up to a landscape, you just wait for the sun to be in the right spot and take your photo. Yeah, wait for the light, find your composition. You know? Yeah, get a decent composition, yeah. but. Not like that there's so, not technical aspects. Yeah, there's to still it, things you need to learn, but like, yeah. it's just waiting for the right moment and boom, done. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like, a portrait, you have a whole other person that you're working with. Yeah. And that. Not that you need to take a photo of, but you need to make them look good. Yeah. And that's a hard skill. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's one that you have to, you know, really, 
practice on. And it's not like you can just go out in the middle of nowhere and take a portrait. You need someone with you too. Yeah. And a lot of times for the clients, but you know, we're fortunate we have friends yeah. that we can do this with. And I, and I truly love being like maybe the most portrait centered person mm-hmm. on a lot of the things we get out and do because I get to go through my Lightroom and see, you know, a whole folder of awesome photos of our friends. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just, I don't know, it's, it's more meaningful to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like that's Travis. It's, it's cool. Yeah. 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 Like that's Scott, you know, yeah. like it's, it just, it's a really cool thing for me to get to, to see. And I, and I really enjoy that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, portraits are, they're just different, you know, and, Hundred percent, and a lot of people they they don't practice as mm. much as they should to, to do really good ones. And there is a difference too. I'd like to point out between like what I do and what a lot of regular portrait photographers or wedding photographers do. Mm-hmm. Like they're doing more couples things, whatever. And and a lot of that to me is more scripted, mm-hmm. where you have like a set thing of poses and stuff you're just walking through yeah and not that you're taking the same photo of every couple you're doing stuff with but like you're kind of doing that in a way you have a template to work with yeah yeah whereas what i get to go out and do it's like hey um let's look at this scene where can i put you and hope there's something there yeah and in a way that might train me a little better because it's harder to do that Mm -hmm. i don't know what i'm gonna have at my disposal and you know a lot of times we go out and you know, people aren't all dressed to the nines looking nice. Yeah, yeah. Which definitely helps in a lot of portraiture. It's like, hey, like, I'm just wearing a hoodie and some, you know, regular pants on yeah. a hike. And mm-hmm. it's like, you know, got to make someone look good. Yeah. And it, that adds to the, the difficulty. Yeah. Um, but there's definitely ways you can, you know, get better. And we're going to go through some examples today. Yeah, yeah. We've got a good little list so, of list of different examples of your photos you yeah. know, that we've, we've gone through and... Um, we've kind of narrowed a lot of them down as photos that are good examples of different points and things to look yeah. for in portrait photography and stuff. And, you know, this is, you know, hopefully this will be a little bit of an educational episode for some people. It's definitely going to be one for me because I am not as familiar with this kind of photography and it's something that I want to be better at. And so hopefully for anybody out there, it's, it'll be educational as well. Yeah. So. And, you know, and, and by no means, like, am I saying that I'm, the best one out there at this stuff it's just i think maybe what i don't know sets my stuff apart from the other people we do stuff with is like no one really tries to do this yeah because they just want to do landscape stuff where i when we're out i will be like hey can you come stand over here and i'm basically right next to you shooting a, a true portrait of you yeah and so like people just don't do that they don't see it and mm-hmm. so like I'm kind of the only one that is doing yeah. some of that. Yeah, I definitely like I have to I have to work for seeing something like this. You know, I can go I can I can pick a landscape out piece of cake. Like that's that's not difficult yeah. for me at and, all. And I would say you're better than me at that doing mm-hmm. landscapes. But like again, just role reversal like Yeah. I'm just better at portraits than uh, you know than mm-hmm. most people are. And yeah. so it's just, it's a different way of seeing things. Yeah. And like you said, it's just lots of practice and stuff. Yeah. And so, I mean, all, all the shots that we're going to show up today were done on my 50 millimeter lens. Like, which that's a, that's a good thing to maybe start talking about a little bit is, yeah. you know, one, one thing that leads to good portrait photography is it is lens choice. You know, there's the saying that goes around, you know, gear doesn't matter and whatnot, but that there does come a point where the right gear can definitely help you improve. Portrait photography definitely 
you you can be very helped by the gear. Yeah. Because it's all about your aperture. Mm-hmm. You know, and a lot of these you're going to see, um, you know, um, a shallower depth of field. Mm-hmm. And that can really only be achieved by certain lenses. Yes. Like if you go get like your 15 to 35 F4, you literally cannot get this look. Yeah. You know, like you can. Yeah. You know, you can't be shooting on F8 for any of these things. Yeah. A lot of these I'm shooting anywhere in between F1.2 and, I don't know, F2, F2.4, whatever. Yeah. That, you know? Yeah. Um, but you have to have the right kind of lens for that. You know, a, a nifty 50, a 50 millimeter F1.8, mm-hmm. cheap lens, like that's a decent one to start with. Yeah. Um, but a lot of portrait photographers really like prime lenses. Mm-hmm. You know, the 35, the 50, the 85, those are three common lengths. Um, and they make all of those typically in very, um, you know, wide aperture lens. Mm-hmm. Um, but like you do have to kind of try out that stuff. Because if you're not shooting shallow enough, like you're gonna have the entire thing in focus, and you know it doesn't separate your subject much. Yeah, so yeah. that's that's how you create certain styles like this. But like, I think there's a, there's a very real conversation to be had that as you shoot more and more, again for me with the 50 millimeter lens, you literally begin to just see the world through that lens. Mm-hmm. Like the 50 is my baby. It's it's my favorite lens to use. You know, I don't use it much for landscape, mm-hmm. but um, for portraits, it's great. But like when I'm out, I generally know how far away or what angle I need to be to get the exact frame I want before I even bring the camera out. Yeah. Like I can see it lined up before I'm like even trying to shoot it. Yeah. But that's because I've used it so much. Yeah. You did a whole 50-50 challenge. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. We can talk about that someday. Yeah. But But like it's a real thing. Like once you start to shoot more with it, you start to learn like how things look. Mm-hmm. And especially for portraits, you have to make people look good. You begin to really see like how people look in your frame and what you can do to make them look better. Yeah. But if you're just like, I think the, the best example of this is before I got my 50, I was shooting with a 24 to 70. And 24 to 70, great lens. A lot of people use it. Yeah. You know, very versatile. It's one that I use. Yeah. Yeah. Like a ton of people use that lens. But I think one of the things that hurts people in trying to maybe transition to portraits is in using a lens like that, you have like ultimate freedom to do whatever. And so you don't have to really work and think about where you need to be in order to set up a shot. And plus, most often, like that lens only goes to Mm f2.8, which is for me, it's right on the cusp of being good for one person shots. Yes. Yep. Like I'd rather be a touch lower. Yeah. But if you have two people or like family stuff, 2.8 is pretty good. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like when I try to shoot with 2.8, it's, it's, you know, I, I try to do that so I can get a similar look as to what you're getting. But even still at 2.8, you just it can't. Just, it just can't. Yeah. yeah. And that's why like I recommend the, the nifty 50 because at F1.8, like you can start getting some of this. The bokeh is not as buttery as mine is. Yeah. But that's why I paid top dollar for this lens. Yeah. You yeah. Know? Um, but like that's a real thing. Like you have to kind of get the right gear and and really use it to understand how to put good frames mm-hmm. together with people. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And um Yeah, it's just it's just practice. I mean, there there is something to be said about um the you know, the kind of freedom that you get from limiting yourself 
um, it, it just kind of helps you work through things so much more creatively. Yeah, and, the, it like forces you yeah. to. Because that's why I got my 50 in the first place. Yeah. It was when I was using my 24 to 70, I just was not liking the stuff that I was getting. Yeah. For whatever reason, maybe I was just not great back then, which could be the case. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I sold that to get my 50. And it was the best thing I ever did. Yeah. It really was. Yeah. You know, N- not financially, but but it, it was the best thing I ever <laughs> well, I'm did. I'm sure you've recovered now. Yeah. But but like it it really forced me to start, you know, working harder for my shots mm-hmm. and not being lazy. Yeah. And I think it's one of the best things you can do for yourself. Yeah. And if you have a 2470, by all means just lock it into something and try to just work with that. Yeah, yeah. And you know, this is something that I've I've tried to do on mine and I found that I have a hard time doing it. Like I'll you know, I'll put mine to 50 and I didn't, you know, from a landscape photography perspective, 50 millimeters is kind of an awkward, it, it's an awkward, um, focal length. You know, usually I'm, I'm trying to get really pushed in or I'm trying to get really wide and like 50 is just kind of awkward. You have to have the right scenario. Yeah. You know, because especially like in my case, I have the prime, you have mm-hmm. the, the, the range, but, the variable one. Yeah. yeah. But like with the prime one, especially if you can't move to the right spot that you need to be in for the shot, you're just not you're getting kind of, you're not getting SOL. that shot. Like yeah. it's, you can't get it. But if you have the range, you can at least play with it. Yeah. But yeah, you know, you can test things out. You don't have to, you know, commit to a big lens like mine. You yeah. Yeah. Force yourself to, you know, learn on one thing, but you have to be a little more disciplined about it. Yeah. Yeah. And for a little clarification, just so, you know, well, just, yeah, for clarification, there are two, what we're talking about, there, there are two 50 millimeter prime lenses for Canon. There is the, what you have is the, the RF 50 millimeter 1.2 aperture, mm-hmm. which is like, it's, it's the big hefty guy. It's magic. It's, it's, it's a, it's a pretty penny, you know, to get it. I don't know how, how much is it? 2,500? It 20, was like 2,300 when 2, I got it maybe. Yeah. yeah it's, it's a little bit, but you, you definitely pay for what you get. Oh yeah. Cause every, absolutely. you know, the, the bulk is beautiful. The, the depth is great it, it's it's a phenomenal yeah, lens. When, so sharp when i was looking <laughs> to buy it uh dave at picture line uh-huh he was telling me like this thing is is magic like it's a, an amazing lens yeah like, the bokeh is butter and yeah. i was like i need to see this yeah and so i got it and dave spot on yeah you were right best yeah. purchase i made in photography so good yeah so then there's that one and then there's also the you know what a lot of people refer to as the nifty 50 which is the 50 millimeter 1.8 it's like the little teeny one. Yeah, um, it's cheap. It's like 150 bucks. Yeah, it's like it's it's super cheap. Um, super I got it right for... away when I started photography. I was like, oh, let's try yeah. this. I did too, actually. So yeah. it was one of the first ones that you know I had heard a lot of people say like you want to get a, a nifty 50. So I was like, okay, I'll get one. And like a month after getting my camera, I picked one up. It's like 100 bucks. Yeah. So, but yeah, that there is a difference. Um, there are the two, you know. 50 millimeter prime, prime lenses with Canon. So yeah, there's other third party stuff, other brands. Well, there's a lot of them. Yeah, yeah, there's, I mean, there's you know, a lot. But, but like we're Canon guys, that's just what we know, and, mm-hmm. and that's why we bring that distinction up. Exactly. Yeah. So. Okay. So we have a couple different aspects to portrait photography, mm-hmm. as we mentioned, that we kind of wanted to go through. Um, and then we have all of our examples. So I think we just start at the top of our little list here and let's do it. Kind of start talking about, you know talk about these different photos and, and what kind of aspects were brought into them to, to make them as good as they are. So I like it. I think the first one we want to talk about is the concept of depth and why depth is important in portrait photography. 
in all photography. But yeah, it is. Specifically Even in portrait in photography. In landscapes, it's important too. Yeah. But with portraits, like the reason depth is important is because it allows you to hone in on your subject mm. and really bring the focus to them. If if you can't, you know, introduce an element of depth, it's hard to really distinguish the subject from the scene and you know what you should really be you know bringing your eye to um, and this is primarily done with your aperture in your lens that's why we talked about then like mm -hmm. a lot of portrait photographers like to shoot you know below f 2.8 mm -hmm. because you can it allows you to bring your background or your foreground either a little bit more or very much so out of focus but keep your subject, the person, in focus. Mm -hmm. That's why all these we're showing you on, they're in that range between f1.2 and like f2, f2.2, whatever I shot at. Yeah. Um, but that's, I do that because I want you to basically only look at the subject. Mm -hmm. I don't want you to look at anything else in the scene but the one I'm trying to direct you to. Yes. And that's done primarily through aperture. Yeah, yeah. All right, so I think... Let's see. What is a good example here to start with for depth? You think that one's good? I think that's great. Okay. So we have this shot. We'll put it up here on the screen. Um, it's the shot that Luke got last month. We were doing our little photo challenge. If you haven't watched that video, go watch it. Um, we were up in the mountains, and we were up shooting in the snow and stuff, and I was having a conversation with Scott Osborne, and you're off to the side trying to frame up a shot You know, with, with me, between Scott's like camera and, and his head and stuff and looks super cool. But I don't know, why, why don't you talk about like kind of what we were thinking about when you were taking this shot as far as like capturing depth and how you did that. Yeah, so you'll see this element in a lot of my portraits. Yeah, um, this it's is just, pretty much in all of them. This one, there, there this are a few where it's more prominent. Yes, and so, this is one of those. Yeah. But, but for the most part, you're gonna see that in a lot of them, mm -hmm. you know? A lot of times I like to joke, it's like, I'm just going to stick my camera in a bush mm -hmm. and shoot through the bush, you know, of my subject. But, like, in this one, there wasn't a great spot to put, like, a bush in front of you or anything no. like that. But I did have Scott. And I think that's something that you can kind of keep in mind when you're out shooting portraits. Like, you can use the other people around you to help get other portraits of different people. In this one, you know, I decided, oh, like... There's actually a neat little nook in between like where his arm is sitting right there. And if I get my camera at the right angle, like a little bit lower, mm -hmm. I can shoot up and get your face, your head, right in the middle of the frame, but framed up with Scott's body around you. Yeah, yeah. And it also creates a little bit of an interesting contrast with the background mm -hmm. because if the background's white, there's trees back there. Mm -hmm. um, and so the background is different, it helps you stand out from that, but then the foreground also does the same thing. Mm -hmm. But then uh, having Scott, a person, be the foreground in this too, almost adds another element. It's like, it's like there was some kind of community there, like some engagement with another person, some yeah. social aspect. There's a story to it. Yeah, like yeah. you're having a conversation. Yeah. And so it adds to the photo. Mm -hmm. But if I just remove Scott from this, I mean, it actually would almost maybe still be a decent shot of you. Mm -hmm. But it's just like, you standing there just kind of looking blank. Yeah. But you can add something to obscure you just a little bit 
that kind of lets you know, okay, like you're kind of this far away from the camera, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So like that's what I saw there. But like you just have to kind of play with it. Like I wasn't intending on that day coming in. I'm like, oh, I'm going to put Scott in front of Chandler and shoot yeah. of Chandler. It's like, okay, looking around, like what can I do? There's no branches. There's no bushes. Like mm, I'm going to use Scott. Yeah. And I'm sorry to do this a little bit more with people while we're out because we get groups. And so you always have other people mm-hmm. at your disposal. So it's like, hey, like people are talking. Like I'm just going to get behind someone, frame the person who's talking over the up over the shoulder of the person in front of in between me and them hmm. and I'll use them as a little framing block. You yeah. Know? Yeah. It's a great technique that you can use. Um you'll see maybe I don't know, maybe another one like that. But but another one, you know, th- from that same day is this one of Scott. Same exact concept. I'm gonna put something in front of my subject. And yeah. in this case it was a two tree branches. It was a tree. Yeah. Yeah. Like one on the bottom, one on the top. And it makes for just a neat looking shot. Yeah. You know, it adds a little bit of depth to the scene that you wouldn't otherwise have mm-hmm. without those. Now, because I'm using a lens that I can shoot at a low aperture, like I have some of the depth no matter what, because at the, the focal distance that I'm working with, like the background's gonna be out of focus no matter what. Yeah. You know, it's not gonna be perfectly sharp, it's not gonna be just nothing, mm-hmm. but it will be fuzzy. So I have some of that already to help Scott, in this case, stand out from that. Yeah. But by putting something else in front, it just adds another element of that to separate and add now three layers to a photo yeah. as opposed to just two. Mm-hmm. So it's just another neat little way you could do that. But you can – I do this all the time. Yeah. Like I said, I just go find a bush or a tree and put my camera in front of it and have someone walk in front of me. Yeah. Just the way it goes. Yeah. You know? Um there's another good example, this shot of our friend Nick Haley mm-hmm. um, when we were downtown I, I sh- like this shooting shot. with this Travis cool and Ashton. You know, in this, and it's funny because this was almost an accident. Yeah. You know, I was trying to take this photo of the door, trying to frame it up there. Mm-hmm. And just so the people at home know, I'm actually shooting through like a bank of scooters yeah. downtown. Which is funny, you almost don't, I think the only thing that gave it away from me like little was, break bar. it looks like the brake bar. Yeah. 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 But I'm shooting through like a scooter, right? Which is like, you, who thinks to try to do that? But yeah. I'm like, hey, I'm going to use that. Yeah. You know? But I was trying to shoot a photo of the door. And then Nikaley walks through my frame mm-hmm. unknowingly. And I saw him like, oh, oh, you come back right now. Yeah. You yeah. need to stand right there. And that's how we got this shot. You yeah. know, I posed her up, but like, that's how we got the shot. Yeah. And it's just, you know, it adds something to the photo. Yeah. If it was just her in the middle of the sidewalk with nothing in front of her, it'd be a little bit more boring. It would. Yeah. But this just adds something that makes it more interesting, that draws you in. And, and in this case, it's almost like a vignette in a way. It does, But yeah. not done with lighting. Yeah. It's done with other elements in the frame yes. that were actually present in the scene. Mm-hmm. And it's just a unique way to bring focus to a subject. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's why I do that. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, yeah, it's, and that's something that I've, you know, I've tried to play with it here and there is, you know, using people's shoulders or things like that to try to create something like that. And, um, it's interesting, actually. We were, we were talking about um, these photos, actually, and talking about you know putting stuff in front of your camera to shoot around and stuff. And I had shown you a photo that I got 
a couple weeks ago um, of our friend Carl. And I was using, I may have actually been using you, like your shoulder or something as a, as a foreground element and stuff. And I was like, well, I did this here, you know, like this is what, it, what you know, an example. And it was like, yeah, it's close. You know, you're, you're putting that example or you're using this, this concept, but it's like, it's not quite there, you know? So just because you're using it doesn't mean it's quite there yet, but um, yeah, it's just looking for all these, you know, all these different things. So, yeah. And you know, when you had showed me your portrait attempts from that day, mm-hmm. you know, you're like, ah, like they're, they're just okay. Yeah. And then I, it almost immediately said like, dude, I have basically the same shots. Yeah. Like, like what people don't realize is like, yeah, I have all these really good ones. Yeah. But you got to go to the, the crappy ones. Yeah. Like at the same time, I took a bunch of crappy ones. Yeah. Those days. Yeah. And you guys don't see those photos because I delete them. Yeah. But I work through a bunch of different ideas when I'm out shooting mm-hmm. to get to the really good one. Yeah. And that's when you're like, oh, that's cool. Yeah. But yeah. I don't get there unless I'm playing around. So like. All those ones you shot, I got those too. Yeah. But then I just <laughs> slightly start tweaking those. Mm-hmm. And now it's like, okay, now we're talking, now we're talking, and oh, this is it. Yeah. You find it. But unless you, if you don't allow yourself to do that and to play around, how, do you, never, how yeah. do you expect to possibly find the perfect shot? Yeah. No, you can't. And and that's the thing is that, you know, that, that kind of helped something click with me where it was like, okay, so like, I, I, I'm in the right direction, direction. I'm in the right direction. Um, it's just a matter of like taking it a step forward and like actually going through with it. You know, this is a yeah. process that I go through with landscapes where it's like I take a bunch of photos and stuff and it's like, eh, they're not that great. But then I finally like land on one that's what I think is good. So it's just a process. Yeah, like it's it's the same concept as landscapes. It's the same concept as anything you're ever trying to learn. Mm-hmm. You have to practice it and just keep pushing and and you know playing with the boundaries of what you think might look good and yeah. what doesn't. And if you're not exploring, you're never going to actually add things to your tool belt. Exactly. Like you have to just keep keep at it and yeah. eventually it's going to come. That's I've been doing that since I started shooting portraits, mm-hmm. you know? So it's I've been doing this for oh, almost 3 years. Yeah. Like that's a lot of experience trying to do all this portrait stuff. Mm-hmm. You don't do much of that at all. Yeah, no. Like you're just starting. Even though you've been shooting for basically that same amount of time, mm-hmm. you haven't been doing stuff with people. Yes. And so you have to just keep playing with it. Like yeah. anyone is that same way. You know, it's, it's going to take practice, just like anything you ever do. I, I was a volleyball coach before I got into this whole life. Yeah. And like, same thing. If I'm teaching you how to serve or how to spike, you got to just keep practicing. Yep. You can't expect it just to come without ever doing anything for yourself. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. So. Practice before, before we move on, we're going to just quickly reset quick our reset. cameras. Is that one good? Yep, we're oh, good. Perfect. Okay. Um, there's one more, I think, in here that we should talk about with depth. It's this one. This is a good one, yeah. This one is of my friend back at home in Illinois, Esther Thompson, mm-hmm. um, the family that lived behind us in our neighborhood. Um, we were just out one day, just you know, walking around, and I had her laid down on a park picnic table. This is on a table? That's on a picnic what? table. That's yeah. funny. But you can kind of see, like, that's the, the lines. Oh, yeah, I can see you know, it, yeah. Tabletop, right? But, it, like, this is a great example of depth because with the angle of my camera is at basically sitting on the table, mm-hmm. um, and with her being on top of it, 
it allows you to kind of gradually get into the scene as it starts to get in focus. Mm -hmm. And then you're, you've hit the target, yeah. the subject. Whereas if I had a higher aperture, which is, and this is why I can do this, because I shot on a low aperture. Mm -hmm. If I had a higher aperture, everything's in focus. And so, okay, it's still good, but yeah. it's not quite where it could be. It's not this, yeah. right? Yeah. And so having the right equipment allowed me to get this style of shot. Mm -hmm. And that's why like when I shoot, especially with portraits, it's like the first thing I'm setting is my aperture. Yeah. Because I want to control the style of my photo. Yeah. And aperture helps me do that. Do you shoot on aperture priority, by the way? No, I'm on manual. You're full manual. Okay. Yeah. But, that's what I thought, but I was like, No, I'm on manual, but aperture is almost always, even landscapes, the first thing I'm setting. Yeah. Like I'm making sure that is set to the, the, the level that I want in order to achieve the style mm -hmm. that I'm going for. In portraits, it's huge. Yeah. You know? And so that's how you get a shot like this, you know, regardless of all the posing. But like, again, it's like, you don't get this kind of shot unless you're like, hey, go lay on that table over there. Yeah. Like, just about, yeah. you got to dry things. Yeah, yeah. Right? You know, I tried a, a handful of things with her that day. Mm -hmm. And I got a couple really good shots. You know, this being what I think is the second best from that day. Yeah. But like, you know, it's just the way it is. Yeah. So this is the first best one mm -hmm. that, that I got. I mean, I think it's one of the best portraits I've ever taken. But, I think it's stellar. Yeah. Yeah. But it's largely because of our second topic that we want to talk about. Which is light. Lighting, yes, right. So this shot was, you know, around sunset. Mm -hmm. I, it wasn't. I don't know if it's quite at golden hour. I forget now because it was two years ago. Yeah. Um. Uh, year. I don't know. Whatever. But um. But the lighting is really what makes this photo work, mm -hmm. regardless of my edit on it. Like if I didn't have the right lighting, I couldn't achieve this look. Yeah. And, you know, I still had my aperture and stuff. There's still the element of depth that you can work through the photo with. Um, but that light hitting her face at that right angle allows you to play with shadows on the rest of her face mm -hmm. and then also behind her. And admittedly, I also like, you know, brightened up parts of her hair to accentuate some of the lighting. Yeah. But it wouldn't work if I didn't have the right conditions. Mm -hmm. And just like a couple other ones that we'll look at, this is an example of a time where I was like, I knew something was there mm -hmm. with the light. I just couldn't find it until I did. Yeah. And you just have to keep looking for it. You know, there was another example. We actually don't have this photo in, in this set, but a portrait I got of our friend Isabel mm -hmm. down in Southern Utah. Yeah. Where we were underneath the little bridge and, you know, we're like walking through a little creek or something. And she had walked out on the other side of the bridge. And I immediately knew, I'm like, there's something here. Yeah. Because when she just passed, like underneath like the wall of the bridge kind of, mm -hmm. light hit her yeah. in a very particular way. And I'm like, yes. Yeah. And so then at that point, it's like, okay, I know the spot's right around here. Come stand here, move this way, like turn your head and... When you start to play like that, you get how that shot turned out where it's just very small little patches of her face lit up mm -hmm. in a very unique way that makes for a really cool shot. Yeah. But you have to just look for those moments. Yeah. And that's what half the battle is with lighting. It's looking for that perfect lighting. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's I think part of it too is, you know, knowing how to um, form light on somebody's face. Like what looks good, you know. There's different tech, you know, like looking for Rembrandt lighting and things like that. There's a lot of different like styles yeah. to look for. So like researching into that stuff and you know learning 
about what looks good and what different kind of, you know, light shapes, you know, emit different kinds of emotions and feelings and stuff in a photo. Yeah. So, like, let's go through a couple examples like yeah. that, right? No, let's stay on this one just real quick. Okay. So, like, this is one where she's actually looking towards the light. Mm -hmm. And typically with portraits, you're ideally shooting backlit, mm -hmm. which means the sun is behind you and the, the subject um, who you're shooting is kind of looking towards you, yeah. away from the light. And the reason you shoot backlit is because not all of the harsh light ends up hitting the subject's face. Yeah. And you avoid, you know, bringing out some of the details in someone's face that don't look good, like more oils or, you know, lines and stuff. Mm -hmm. um, you don't want a harsh shadow line right across their nose, mm -hmm. like, you know, things like that. And so having them look away from the light allows you to have a nice even look mm -hmm. to their, not just face, but entire body. Yeah. And so it's much more pleasing in photos like that. Mm -hmm. So it's one thing to think about when you're out shooting. Yeah. This, and I think another thing, too, to kind of just to add another little, uh, maybe a little element to kind of like, you know, all these little tips, all these little, you know, uh, what would we call them? Concepts. They can all be used together. Absolutely. Um, you know, that, light can yeah. create depth. And, you know, one, one thing that backlighting somebody does is it gives them a hair light gives them a little rim light and that helps further separate them from the background giving more depth so yeah but. and again it's just all these things you got play with yeah but so in this photo she's actually looking towards the light in the general direction again it's closer to sunset so it's not quite as harsh mm -hmm. it, the, the sun may have been slightly behind a couple objects i can't i don't know you know yeah. um but she's looking towards the light now in this example, what this does is it allows the back of her head and, you know, her shoulder to be shaded a little bit, which mm -hmm. creates almost like depth in the sideways direction. Yeah. And then the other thing that, again, makes this a little bit better is adjusting my tone curve a little bit mm -hmm. to soften the highlights. It takes away from some of the harshness that's on her face. Not that it was bad to begin with. Mm -hmm. But it allows me, it gives me a little bit more flexibility to have her look into the light in this instance. Yeah. But typically, like, I'm not shooting much with, you know, direct lighting on the face. It's always from behind. Yeah. Um, when you're in the mountains and stuff covered by trees, it's not a big deal. Because mm -hmm. it's really never a chance for direct light to come in. And I'm looking for, like, a shaded area generally. But in this case, like, we were a little exposed and that light comes in and hits her. Mm -hmm. But you can still work with it, like, which is really cool. Yeah. Um. There's another example in here, um, which I know you really like. I do. I love this one. And this is my shot of our friend Ramon when yeah. he came to visit us last year. Um, in around, I think, mid-March is when it was. Yeah, yeah. We took him down to southern Utah and had a blast. Mm -hmm. And we went into this area. It was a little slot canyon. And to be fair, I think, personally, it's really easy to get cool looking shots with lighting and slot canyons. Yeah. Like as long as you're there at kind of the right time of day, like Yeah. It's it's, it's like easy. hard to get bad stuff almost. Yeah. Yeah. Like lighting is really good. Mm -hmm. You know? Maybe you're looking for the the right angle mm -hmm. to get like the shot, which is what this one is. Uh, this is might be one of my best portraits ever. Like it yeah. really is. I would agree with that. Yeah. Um but you know, I we were in this slot canyon. The light kind of creeps in from above, mm -hmm. coming straight down. And he walks through that little section where the light hits. 
And I'm like, hey, back, move back, stand there. <laughs> and I, I'm like, I just need you to look up, mm-hmm. right? So he does. And then you move him around a little bit more, right, to get the right spot. Mm-hmm. But through all of that, you get this really neat light that just touches his face yeah, in a very particular way that creates some drama mm-hmm. and like some intrigue in a way like, oh, it's just a really cool looking shot. Yeah. That you can't get if you're working kind of just normal conditions. Yeah. It's, you know, when I look at this photo, you know, because of the way that it's lit and because of, you know, that lighting in the background and everything, everything, I am like, whoa, where is he? Yeah. Like, that looks cool. I don't know where that is, but I want to go there. It creates like a a mood around the entire scene. Yeah. This one, no, it's not like that, the mood like you're kind of talking about. It almost, this shot almost gives you like a hopeful vibe. It does, yeah, like, it does, it yeah. It inspires like hope, which yeah. I had no intention on doing. Mm-hmm. But you look at it and you're like, oh, that's kind of neat, yeah. right? Um, but yeah, like with the lighting just spilling out over his, his face and then obviously down into his body a little bit too, mm-hmm. like it just, it's a different kind of shot. But you have to look for that. Yeah. That, that very perfect spot to get that, this shot, mm-hmm. you know? And you have to just keep working at it. But if you're not looking for it, you're not going to notice it. Exactly. And that's like when we're out, I'm constantly looking for things like this that like stick out to me. I'm like, oh, that's it right there. This yeah. is what we're shooting. Yeah. You know, and that's how you get a cool shot like this. But again, you'll notice too, low aperture. Yeah. So I create some of that shallowness. The background's blurred out. The focus is just on the subject. Yeah. Yeah. Which is where it should be. Yep. Exactly. This is kind of a funny shot too because I mean I obviously like we said I love this shot, um, but I tried to replicate this one at one point. Yeah. Um, I was with on a little trip with uh, Bryce Doherty. He came out here back in September, and we went down. and Apparently, you know, through our conversations, it seems like it was in this exact same canyon. It was yes. Um, and same kind of thing happened. I saw this light come through, and I was like, "Ooh, I'm going to try to get my own version." of this shot and um had the same you know had Bryce pose up similar to this and I I I still am like mm, like it's not quite there you know I feel like I could have done better yeah. um you know and like the thing is if he was an inch in another direction it wouldn't look the same yeah and part of that too was cuz I didn't have a 50 millimeter 1.2 you know, so. I don't know if this was at 1.2. There's a good chance it was, or at least close. Yeah. But uh, especially because, like, we were in the dark, so maybe it was. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, it's combination of right gear, right place, and just noticing the right frame yep. to put someone in. Yeah. It's just it's just the way this works. It's what, that's how portraits work generally, at least, again, how I approach portraits. Yeah. You know, um, with individuals out on, like, adventures and stuff. You have to be looking for the exact right frame. Mm-hmm. And it's tough because some places you get to, you're like, there is nothing for me to use here. Yeah. And that gets hard. You know, um, I'm not sure if we have another good example of lighting, but if not, I have a good example where what I would want to transition into. Oh, we have, oh, we do have one more for lighting. Let's go here first. So this shot is actually a, a very old shot. This is, I shot this before I moved out here. Yeah. And this is of my friend Stephen Thompson, brother to Esther, who yeah. we saw earlier. Um, this was shot literally in just like what is basically a bedroom that yeah. 
him and his family turned into a recording studio. And it's a really cool place, but we just turned out all the lights. I had literally one of these studio lights that we're using right now. Oh, really? Coming from the side, and I was just, hey, bows like this, boom, shot. Hmm. And I edited it to kind of take some of the color, the because there's like, I think, some reds and blacks in the background. Like, it's it's more colorful than you realize. Yeah, I think I've seen the original. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I edited it for, like, color purposes to make it look like this. But, like, nonetheless, the lighting of it, like, it adds to an element to this photo that is not normally there. Yeah. And that is, like, it covers basically half his face. Mm-hmm. And it creates some unique shadows, like, up in his eyes with his chin, like, that you don't get unless you're playing around with lighting. Yeah. And this is from the direct side. This is not, like, 45-degree angle straight yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so the more you can play with lighting, the more interesting subjects and scenes you're going to find and create mm-hmm. and that's just where like it just adds to your experience so you can draw on that later because this is basically the same kind of thing i found in the slot canyon yeah right it's not an artificial source of light mm-hmm. but it's finding the the beam of sunlight that comes through in a very particular way mm-hmm. and using that to your advantage yes but if you're not looking for that stuff you don't have experience with it it's a lot harder Mm-hmm. So you just got to jump into it and use it when you can and play with it. Even if the first things you do don't look good, mm-hmm. just keep trying it and figure out something that might look good. Yeah. And don't be afraid to make it look bad. Like you're going to have to take those again. Yeah. I still take those too. Yeah. I just don't. You're always sh- going to. I just don't show anyone those. Yeah. You know, that's as, the difference. As, yeah. You delete them as yeah. you should. <laughs> um, um, so I think I, I was going to mention something about, um, this and I, I can't remember how it's going to transition into it now, but sometimes like you don't have um, like cool lighting like that, and so then it comes down to like this last aspect mm-hmm. that we want to talk about, and that's posing. You know, sometimes you don't have the cool lighting, you don't have things you can put in the way of your subject, so now you got to get really creative. And this, admittedly, is probably the hardest part. Yeah. About portraits. This is this is the part that I think I struggle with the most. Yeah. So and it's posing. Yeah. Posing. Because this is where you actually make somebody look good. Yes. So posing is the most difficult part about portraits. And it's because you're working with an entire other person. Mm-hmm. And in order to make them look really good, you have to like get their body in a certain position. But then you also try to do that naturally, like make it look normal mm-hmm. and not strictly pose like a robot. Yeah. But then you also have to try and capture some kind of emotion, which is not present in a landscape. Yeah. The landscape doesn't sit out there and, you know, give you a good smile. Yeah. It just sits there and you take a photo of it. Mm -hmm. But in this, you have to get the right look on someone's face, the right positioning with their hands, their feet, their shoulders, all of it. Mm -hmm. And if you mess up, if you mess up on one of those things, you've missed it. Yep. You know? And so... You have to really work with this. So I think the best example, and frankly, it is one of my favorite shots I've ever taken, especially of you, because I am the best Chandler photographer there is. This is true. Is this shot here. Even though I've recently replaced your... Yeah, we're not going to talk about that one. <laughs> but um, but this is when we went up to the, the Capitol. Yeah. And, and we're trying to get some cool photos up there that night. And we were, uh, me, Kai... Taylor and Hudson were mm-hmm. just kind of chatting yeah. together, you know, 40 
yards away from you, mm-hmm. about maybe 50 yards, while you were looking like this, taking mm-hmm. a photo of the Capitol. And I just happened to look over at you. And I was like, I need that shot. Yeah. And I yelled at my, and you started walking back. I'm like, no, Chandler, Chandler, yeah, stay, yeah, stay, stay. Yeah. And I ran <laughs> like, over okay. to you and I said, get back down, do that same thing. And so I got you in this exact pose mm. and took this shot. And the reason this works is because it looks like you're in the field taking the shot, which again, you were basically yeah. in this exact pose. Yeah. And the way your face looks, like you're looking out towards your subject, mm-hmm. you like, you have a really good, like, epic adventurer stare yeah like off into the distance and like it all comes together to make this really good photo mm-hmm. i use the element of depth with my lens to blur out the background so only you are in focus yeah but there's nothing in front of you the yeah. lighting is just even flat it was cloudy that night so like you know no harsh lines which was to my advantage yeah but you know otherwise like the only thing that makes this photo really is the posing yeah and you have to look good in this shot. And that's you true. look great. Again, it's, I think it's my favorite shot I've taken of you. And there's a lot of good ones. Yeah, that's true. But but this is, I think, the best one. Because you look like an outdoor photographer. Yeah. And it's really cool. Yeah. Um, I would agree with that. Yeah. And it all comes down to posing. Like, that's what really sells your photos. Mm-hmm. And, we, and we can find other good examples of this. Yeah. So we're going to go to this shot of our friend Derek when the... The three of us went downtown, and this was like almost a like little over a year ago. Yeah, yeah, December of 2021. Yeah, um, you know, and what makes this one is that it looks very natural, and that's something that you can introduce into your photos with a very simple technique. It's just have people actually move in the shot. Yeah. So like this one, I told Derek, "Hey, stand out there. I don't know, 20 feet away from me, something like that, mm-hmm. and literally just walk towards me." Yeah. And I put my camera on continuous focus and just kept the focus on him as he moved. But in doing so, I'm capturing how he actually walks. And so it doesn't look forced, doesn't look robotic. Mm -hmm. It's just smooth and normal looking. And then you add in the element of depth and all the lights and stuff and you get a cool looking photo. Mm -hmm. But if you're, a lot of times when people try posing, they say, hey, put your hand here put your leg there whatever it is your hand in your pocket and now it's like oh they just like go here and they just freeze yeah and like the muscles are tense Mm -hmm. and you can tell in the photo but if you have someone actually moving it just allows the muscles to be relaxed and smooth moving like when they're like you normally are yeah in everyday life yeah yeah and it helps just create a little bit more of a, a better vibe to it and we can see this in a lot of things so this photo of our friend mike you know a big thing in like wedding photography or other portraits is when they have like a nice suit jacket on is to have them grab their lapels. And in this, I didn't say, hey, grab your lapel, your lapels and freeze. Yeah. I said, grab your lapels and kind of just tug on them. Yeah. Just very light motion like this allows you to actually be relaxed a little bit more as opposed to just like tight mm-hmm. and frozen. Because a lot of people too, what you don't realize is you might tell them like, hey, do this. And now suddenly they've done it and they just freeze. Yeah. Because they're like, oh, am I doing this right? And like they're nervous and like it's just hard Mm -hmm. because they're not used to this. They can't just go like, oh, yeah, I'm going to do this, look this way and just relax. Yeah. They they tense up. And so by just telling them like, hey, just like gently tug on your lapels, you get a shot that looks like this. Yeah. Super cool shot. Yeah. And he's got a great stash too. He does. Yeah. But like that's a good way to do it. Mm -hmm. Um, 
this shot of our friend Hero, you know, we're having try on the Squatch hoodie for the first time. Mm-hmm. You know, this is like the cover shot on the website. It's true, it is, yeah. And in this one, very similar technique like you do in a lot of portraits or wedding stuff. I was like, hey, can you just kind of tug at your the cuffs on your sleeve? Yeah. No, nothing crazy. I'm not like, hey, do jumping jacks. It's just, hey, just kind of Turn tug on it. Natural, what you would do, you know? Subtle, just adjusting your sleeve a little yeah. bit. And that's how you get, and then add in, hey, look down to your, your left. Mm-hmm. But in combination with that, you get a very natural looking shot. Yeah. You know? And it's just a very easy way to add things in. But it doesn't have to just be like those standard like wedding kind of shots. This shot of our friend Wyatt. Yeah. When we were out shooting up near Tim. Mm-hmm. I was like, hey, I need you to stand here. What I want you to do is just a couple times over, just raise your camera to your eye and lower it. Yeah. Yeah. Just back and forth. And so then this is really just one of those in-between moments as he's raising or lowering. Mm-hmm. And I got that shot, like with that good smile, yeah. the emotion of it. And like, it looks natural. Yeah. It doesn't look like he's trying to hold it here and just like, you know, frozen. Yeah. Because he's not. He's actually moving in this shot. Yeah. Which this kind of makes me think, um, and maybe this is, I don't know, maybe maybe I'm... I don't know, maybe I'm reaching. I don't know. Maybe this is not something you've ever thought about. But just in your photography, just in general, and then, you know, you look on your Instagram page, you have that little tagline in your bio capturing this thing called life, right? And obviously that includes, like, you know, taking portraits in general, whatever. But I also think that it really kind of taps into the way that you take portraits, too. Because it's not, like super stiff pose like that's how why it is in real life that that is life well you know that, so, that is real life motion yeah this is a little bit of a tangent yeah and i think would make a good conversation for another episode yeah but i agree to your point i think and i didn't really think about this but yeah, you, it just hit me you, so, you're, you're right about yeah. this like i say that because like this is just real life you know this isn't some like elaborate setup that we're doing like i didn't have you get in some kind of like dress up or costume to yeah, to no. take this? It's like literally you just wore this because that's what you wear. Mm-hmm. We're out on some little adventure. I'm getting a shot of you. Yeah. That's life. Yeah. You know, it's not some forced image of yourself. Yeah. These aren't like paid models or anything like that. No. And, these are know. literally all our friends. Yeah. We're just having fun. But everybody in here, the way that these photos are taken everybody looks like they could be models, you know? Like, it's just... Yeah. And I mean, part, you know, that that just speaks to how good you are at doing this. Sure. So... Yeah. But like, yeah, that that's that's a really real thing. It's yeah. like, this is just who we are in real life. Yeah. And it, I, it is, again, not a thing, but it's, it's just another cool aspect of what I get to do. Yeah. Like, I just get to capture you for who you are. Yeah. That's, I love it. Yeah. And yeah, that's a super random little tangent, but... No, I, I like ju- it. It just kind of hit me. I was like, oh... No, that makes sense. It's good for bringing it up. Yeah. So um, there's another part of posing, you know, that it it involves not just like making people look natural, but evoking some kind of emotion out Mm -hmm. of your subject and and kind of adding some kind of emotional element to the entire mood of the shot, Mm -hmm. you know. And there's a couple really good examples here of what that looks like. The first one I'm going to bring up is another shot of you I've gotten. Mm-hmm. And I love this shot of you. I think like you could almost 
say this looks like some kind of old timey like I don't know thing like you're just like a little cowboy in a way right, right? yeah and the reason you get that vibe is because how you're posed mm -hmm. a little bit with the lighting too but like you're crossing your arms leaning up against a wall mm -hmm. and because I'm having you look down you obscure the face a little bit especially with the hat and the glasses and yeah. you'll notice like your eyes are obscured even more because the way the light hits the glasses, mm -hmm. there's reflection, so you can't see your eyes. But you're not smiling, so it's kind of more of a serious face. Obscure the face a little bit, and suddenly it's like not like a, a darker vibe, but it's like a cool vibe. Yeah, yeah. And you know, there's some again, mystery to it. And combining that with the crossed arms leaning up against a wall, you look really cool in this yeah. photo. And it's like, dang, that's who's this dude? Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. But like. You don't get that. Like, if I had you looking up in a way, you don't get that. Yeah. You know, especially if, like, I have you look up in, in this photo to your left away from camera. Mm -hmm. So I just see you, like, looking this way. Like, I can't even see your face at that point. Yeah. Yeah. And so there's enough of my face in this yeah. to tell enough of a story that it almost makes it more impactful than it would be if you saw my whole face. Yeah. So, and so it just, it's a way you can add something new to the photo mm -hmm. that you know isn't there but yeah. like you can infuse a certain feeling into it mm -hmm. um another good one is this one of our friend rb and this a little bit has some to do with like the elements and you know he's got an awesome beard which helps this photo as well Dude, i wish i could grow yeah, a beard but he's just got a good little adventure stare off into the distance mm -hmm. you know and the way you pose like because he's kind of kneeling down in this shot and so his his left arm is up like on his knee. If his if his hand wasn't there, it's not the same kind of shot. Yeah, no. Right? It doesn't have the same feeling. I think you can kind of see his camera there too a little bit. I yeah. was wondering. Yeah. yeah, you can see his camera there. So like it, it if that stuff's not present, it's it's not the same kind of shot. Yeah. But you notice he's not looking at camera. He's not smiling. No. You don't have to have those things. Mm -mm. You know, you can create a mood in some other way. But he's looking off to the distance. And I tell him, hey, like, look over, like, my right shoulder. Or, like, and I, a lot of times, and you know this because you've been out with me when I'm shooting, I'll literally point, like, I need you to look this way. Yeah. Like, out that way. And I'll point exactly where I want you to look. Did that with him. And then because of the angle I'm shooting at, and then, again, kind of the conditions around, it was snowy. You can see some of the trees, the white in the back, like, hints at you that it's snowy mm -hmm. and not, like, a clear blue sky day yeah and obviously the clothing does that too but like it just creates a certain vibe around yeah. this photo that like we're on some kind of little adventure like, in the woods and stuff yeah, yeah. it's cool right yeah. like that's how you create emotion with all this yeah um there's another good example here somewhere this one of my little girl my little girl rj um get the same family as steven and esther yeah um good friends of ours back at home I've done two family sessions for them, but this was right after one of them. She just like, hey, I want to do some photos. I'm like, let's do it. Yeah. And so I put my 50 on because I wasn't using that for the family shots. And I kid you not, she just did this on her own. I didn't prompt this. Mm -hmm. I, I was like, I was like, hey, maybe like hug the pole. And she gives me this face. And this face makes the photo. It does. Yeah. Yeah. Like she's not smiling. Yeah. But like something about it just draws you in because like the focus is really on the eyes mm -hmm. and it just, 
whatever I don't even know what like mood this is, but like it it just works. Yeah. Yeah. And, I don't know. Yeah. I don't and know if I had her does. smiling, it's not the same. Yeah. If I had her looking away from camera, not quite the same. Mm-hmm. So this is an example where, you know, no smile, almost was like dead stare right into the camera, just hits you. Yeah. And it looks really good. It does. Yeah. You know, again, this was not like totally my own setup. Like she just kind of did this. Mm-hmm. But like it's just an example of how you can really infuse certain kinds of emotions into your photos. So um, I think that's a pretty good spot to stop through at least these main concepts before we kind of go back through and review Yeah, yeah. some of this. So I know there's a couple of photos here. I think we got one, two, three, these three right here. Mm-hmm. Let's go through and kind of just talk about each one individually mm-hmm. and bring out all the different aspects of what makes these portraits good portraits. Yeah, yeah. I think the uh um I think the first one that I want to talk about, just because I think this is maybe the most obvious example, uh, we have this photo here that you have of Gavin. Mm-hmm. Um super cool adventure photo. Um he's, awesome. he's holding a lantern. Like this this is one like, dude, you are an adventurer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it's the the way that it's shot, everything is just it's so cool. It's a super cool image. Um but this photo is a really good example of how to kind of combine a lot of these different elements and these different concepts with portraits and stuff and depth and light and posing and whatnot. Um because this photo it, you know, you you have the light from the lantern, so it's lighting his face. Um, so you're getting all of that kind of, it, it's kind of side lit, but it, it's dramatic enough that it, you know, it gives the, the photo a certain mood. And and it helps that this was shot, like, at night in yeah. the dark. Like, there the literally was the no yeah. other lights. So, yeah. like, you know, one lantern's going to give you some really cool looking light. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so there is that aspect. And then you also have this aspect of depth where the lantern's out of focus. You know the lantern's not super far from his face, but again, you're you're shooting this. I'm assuming this was on at one point two, um, so you have really shallow depth of field, and so you're able to get only his face in focus, and you're able to leave that that lantern as an out of focus, almost like a foreground element. It's not, but it kind of works as one. Yeah, because he's holding it out in front of him. Yeah, and it's not like he's holding it here. He's holding it away from his body. Yeah, yeah. And so because it's just extended enough, like being as shallow as I was shooting the shot, like that becomes out of focus. Yeah. And the focus is just on his face. Exactly. But it's in a position that you're able to um, recognize it as a, as a lantern, you know, um, which works really well with, you know, lighting. It helps you kind of, it, ju- it just kind of helps establish the scene a little bit more. If there wasn't a lantern visible here and it was just like the the light on his right. face, it, right. just wouldn't, it wouldn't have the same feeling yeah, at all. It's not the same. So Yeah. And so like this, it pulls in all these three aspects, depth, yeah. light, and... You it know. helps provide motivated light. Yes. So, which is... Perfect term. Yeah. And that's and that's a that's a whole rabbit hole. Um, but, so there's, you know, your depth and then your light. And then there's also the way that he's he's posed. You know, he's holding that lantern out in front of his face. A very, a very typical, normal pose you might have with the lantern. You know, it's nothing unnatural. Yeah. Yeah. But, but it works because, like, it's normal, but also allows you to get the right dramatic lighting. Yeah. And I think, if I remember correctly, you know, I think I was having him move the lamp around a little bit 
to figure out where the best spot was mm -hmm. for that light in order to light it up like this. Gotcha. And so again, playing around with it in real time on the scene. Yeah. It wasn't like, hey, just put this here, take the shot, and I'm done. It's like, no, let's find the right spot. Mm -hmm. You know, moving it up and down, forward, back, side to side. Like, let's find the perfect spot for this light. Yeah. Yeah, I think this is just a, a good example of how to use all of these different elements and combine them into one photo. Yeah, so. I agree. And this was shot like over a year ago. It's kind of fun. Yeah, that's right. One of was, our first yeah. trips we did. Yeah. And like, in fun fact, like surrounding this shot, I mean, there's literally like 10 or 11 other people. Yeah. Like they're just not in my frame. Yeah. But they're around us. Yeah. <laughs> we're like, we're, we're by a campfire. And mm -hmm. I'm like, hey, hold up this lantern. He's like, okay. And like, I'm just taking photos of him. It's surrounded by the other people. Yeah, and you would never know. No, so you you would think we're out in the middle of nowhere somewhere, like just us two or just him, you know? Yeah, and it's it's just a cool, cool looking shot. That's the so. uh, what do they call it? the the lie of photography for you? Absolutely. So yeah, yeah. Um, which is kind of a funny thing, you know, when you're doing like, you know, we do this with studio stuff, or like there was recently a uh, a Peter McKinnon thing on this but they're talking about the lie of photography and you go into a studio and it's just like cluttered with, you know, lights and umbrellas and things like that. But then when you take your photo, you're, you're only in a tight little frame. So you get to block all of that out. So it's just finding those little frames. Um, okay. Next one. I think we talk about this Parker one. I think we do too. Cause this Parker one's phenomenal. Yeah. This is also, it, it's so hard when I look at all these, I'm like, I love, all of them. They're, they're and it's, so good. And yeah. a part of it is because it's all our friends. Yeah. And like, I love that aspect of mm -hmm. it. But it's also like, I just love the way I shot it. And it's like, hmm. Yeah. It's just so good. It's really good. And this one, I recently posted this one. That's true. And like, it's just, it's a good shot. And a lot of people like don't, this is another one too. Like, you see it, but you don't know like what we tried to do to get this one. Mm. You know, like I tried a lot of different things until I eventually found the right spot with my lens where I could get his, you know, kind of knees and hand out mm -hmm. of focus. I got the glare on his lens, on his glasses, and he's looking off in a direction that just looks good. Yeah. But it's like I had to play around with it. I had a bunch of bad ones. Yeah. You know? And he was sitting up in that tree because you can't quite tell, but he's up in a tree, like, you know, four feet off the ground maybe. Mm -hmm. Like he was sitting up in that tree for – you know, a handful of minutes while I'm just playing around, looking yeah. stupid. But like me looking stupid, playing around, gets Le this shot. Led to an incredible photo. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. As my portrait apprentice, go through this shot. Okay. So some of the elements that I see in this photo um, that are combined. Um, first one I notice is depth. Um, the way that he is framed which this is kind of interesting because usually you don't shoot portraits from this low of an angle. Yes. So it makes it a little bit unique. So let me talk about that real quick. Yeah, yeah, please do. So one of the, the things that I learned in watching Olivia shoot, and again, she does mostly like, you know, I guess like senior portraits, family stuff, weddings. Mm -hmm. um, and she's also primarily shooting at 35 millimeter, not 50. But for the most part, a lot of times you want to shoot more like at eye level or even slightly above, mm -hmm. not below. And for whatever reason, I feel like somehow I get away with it shooting mm -hmm. below relatively often, mm -hmm. like not all the time, but somewhat often. 
And I don't know what exactly it is, yeah. but I feel like it does work yeah. in very specific situations. Yeah, you have to do it right. Yeah, I think part of it is it's a little tighter than the 35 because when you're wider and you're shooting low, you make people look like super tall and thin and distorted and just doesn't look good. Yeah. But 50 is like a really good level of compression where it's not too much, mm-hmm. but it's not like why we're going to look bad. Yeah. And so shooting low is okay, but it also gets back to posing and finding the right pose to shoot from a low angle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Yeah. Just interesting. But yeah. Um, yeah. So back to this. So depth. Um, you're shooting low. You have his his hand and his knees kind of out of fo- out of focus, and they're acting as foreground elements, um, which is something you know. Again, just just always looking for anything you can to make you know into foreground elements, whether it's bushes or whatever, or just the own you know the person you're shooting shoot you know using their own knees as a foreground element. Um, so that's creating depth, and then there's almost like a leading line going up with his uh you know the line you know the side of his leg. Um, into where the main focus point is, which is, you know, obviously his face, um, which I think is super, I just barely kind of noticed that. Um, and then the light's really good. Obviously, it's very side lit, very soft. Um, I think the sun had barely set when you guys were taking those photos, right? Yeah, you know, it wasn't, I can't try to remember, like, the timing of this day. It wasn't, like, down. Yeah. But I think... It was behind the mountain, maybe? Yeah, it went behind, like, the little like yeah hill that was there and so like we did not have the direct lighting anymore yeah yeah but the sun was definitely still up mm-hmm. you know, it hadn't gone fully down yeah um this is a fun little night by the way it was a it good was, night it was a good night yeah um and then you know you have him kind of looking out um an adventure kind of feel to it yeah but it's also like a casual adventure feel yeah it's not a forced v- adventure look no. you know no, so, it's very like just yeah. I'm just hanging out. It, it does. It does in a tree, which I feel like is kind of Parker's vibe. Absolutely, he's just kind of hanging out. He's a very chill, you know, dude. So yeah, yeah. It's just it's a fitting shot for him. Yeah, you know, and it has again like a lot of those elements in it. So yeah, it I works. do like too that there's that there's that glare on the glasses again. I love when so. I found that I was like yes, <laughs> that's what I want. So yeah, I think that's you know. There's there's the pose, there's the very relaxed but still adventury kind of pose, and then there's the depth. Obviously, lighting is is good. Um, it's very it's very appropriate lighting, very soft. Um, yeah, that's that's kind of what I notice in this photo. But yeah, no, I agree. So. Um, we got one more to go through, and I think this is a really good one to end on, and that's because. This is the this, one that started this conversation. This is the one that started it all. <laughs> yeah. So when, when when I don't remember where you were or whatever, but you got home and and I had this up on my Lightroom, mm-hmm. and you were just like, "Oh, come on, dude." Yeah. You know. And then like I told you the story behind it and everything, and like that's how this conversation started, and we had the idea for this episode. Yeah. So it's very fitting we get we end on, on it. Yeah. 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 I love this photo. I, I don't know what it is about this photo. Well, I First guess we, of all, we could, it's Travis, and he's one of the best models you ever find. That is true. Yeah, such a stunning human being. Oh man, you know, there's just out of every single thing about this photo. I, I mean, I absolutely love. Obviously, Travis looks really good, but and then also just the colors, the tones, the way that the light is hitting the pole that he's sitting next to, the, the very subtle snowflakes that you see. Like it just, 
everything about it just works so well. Um, so to kind of break down, you know, the, some of the different elements that are that are in this photo, we obviously have the depth. You know, you're shooting between these two poles. Um, well, actually, first let let's talk a little bit about the story behind this. Like, how did you come onto? Because this is what I was asking. I was like, how did you just like see this? Because like this is something I would never. I want. I couldn't totally figure out what he was doing at first. But I was like, I don't know what he's doing, but he looks cool doing it, you know? So I was like, how did you find this out? So tell, go ahead and tell the story about how you stumbled onto this frame. Yeah, so we were uh, downtown shooting some street photography, me, Travis, and our buddy Ash, and his girlfriend, Kaylee. Mm. Um, and uh, we were at a street corner, you know? And it was a section, I believe, on Main Street where the, the tracks comes up the road. And he was sitting on the corner, kneeling down by that pole, waiting for the tracks to come to go through his frame for a mm -hmm. photo. And I, at the time, when I saw this frame, like before I got my camera out to shoot it, I was like standing behind him mm -hmm. in a way. Like, so like in this photo, like you're looking at him like to his, on the left, like behind him there. Gotcha. And kind of like looking down at him. And for whatever reason, I just looked down. I'm like, oh, there's something here. Yeah. Because I saw like the poles. I'm like, I could shoot through those. Yeah. Like it, it's going to fit the frame right. And so he's sitting there waiting for tracks. And, and I start, I go down, like looking, I'm like, okay, yeah, I, I can do this. I let him get his shot first. Mm -hmm. I wasn't going to take him away from that. Yeah. That's but, key, by the way. Yes. Let people get their shots. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I let him get a shot. But then I was like, hey, can you? quickly pose for this mm -hmm. and so after he had a shot i was like hey just stay where you are but what i need you to do is one obviously look back over your shoulder mm -hmm. but two i need you to, like bring your arm down a little bit your right arm because initially it was covering his face like up here yeah so like i need you to crook your arm down a little bit because his camera's in his right hand up there mm -hmm. i need you to bring your arm down just a little bit so i can see your face and after you reveal the face and have him look off in that direction, that with the foreground and the lighting and the conditions were helped too because it was lightly snowing. Mm -hmm. It just makes for a great photo. Yeah. And again, I just looked down like, oh, there's something here. Mm -hmm. And it gets back to that conversation we started this episode with where for how much I've been shooting at 50 millimeters now, I just, I see the world through this lens, this focal lens. Yeah. And I know like, oh, I can get this and this in my frame. Like, I can see that before I take it. Mm -hmm. And so I can be walking out wherever again. In any, You've seen this many times when we've been out. And I'm like, hey, I need this shot right here. Yeah. But like, I haven't been over there yet. Yeah. But like, I know that there's something there. Yeah, yeah. And it's just a matter of finding the exact right angle for it. Mm -hmm. But it just gets back to practice. It's like the more you try at it, the more you're going to see the world this way, and you just start to figure out how to introduce all these elements into it. Yeah. So, yeah, that's that's the story behind it. And it's a fun one. I do like it, especially because you're like, it's, man, how did you do this? I literally, I literally, like I saw it and I was like, like how? Yeah, like, and it's, you know? it's got that street vibe to it. It does, yeah. And like again, just the emotion of it. Just, it's a good shot. I'm proud of it. Yeah. So I would be too. Yeah, it's it it's awesome. So, um, 
yeah, stunning, stunning stuff. Yeah. So, so I mean, I guess in my story, I kind of went through all the elements of it. You know, it's got the depth yeah. with, the, with the, the the posts, and then even his right arm is slightly out of focus, and he gets back to it, everything brings you up to his face. Mm-hmm. You got the kind of the natural motion. He's like looking over his shoulder, yeah. waiting for his target subject to come into his frame. Yeah. Um, That's the thing is it's like this feels natural. You know, it doesn't feel oh, yeah. like he's he's posed or he's got some, you know, he's got something that he's that you've told him to do or whatever. Even though you you did tell him to do this, it it looks like something he would already be doing because knowing that he's taking a photo, you know, he's he's kind of braced up against that pole that just like, oh, obviously he would look like this. You know, he's taking a photo. So, yeah, it's capturing life. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> um, yeah, and then, you know, lighting's there and everything, and it's just everything yeah. came together for it. All right, we'll see how smooth that cut is because uh, we just had a camera die on us while we're doing this, but luckily <laughs> it was almost perfect timing. Yeah. But, um, no, we're getting to a point now we can wrap this up, and this is long, but I think it's really good for people to, to hear, you know? Yeah, Because a I lot agree. of people want to shoot portraits, like you said, you yourself want to, and people struggle with it. It's hard. But it just takes practice. So there's a couple things that I think people should should try out if they're shooting portraits. The first is to shoot portraits of your friends. And while that may sound a little silly, the reason I say that is because, like you see in all mine, these are all my friends. Mm-hmm. If people are you know, the subjects for your portraits that, you know, you're friends with, they're going to be a lot more comfortable with you. And if you're telling them what to do, posing them, anything like that, they're not going to tense up as easily. You know, they're going to be relaxed. Mm -hmm. If you're shooting for strangers, they're like, what is this person doing? Mm -hmm. Like, they, they, they have no reason to trust you. Yeah. They have no clue who you are. And so it's harder to, to set up good portraits with strangers so go out and shoot with your friends and like we go out all the time with groups of people and you know a lot of times i just kind of try to take one of them away from the group for a minute to go shoot portraits yeah and then we join back up um you know it also for me at least it helps that people know i can shoot portraits like this it does you built up a good enough portfolio now that when people are like well you've had people reach out who were like hey next time we go out I need you to get a good portrait of me, you know? Yeah, and, so. and you know, it's again, part of you know, doing this for a longer period of time. But, like, mm-hmm. if I go ask someone, like, hey, you want to go do portraits? They're much more likely to say yes because they trust me yeah. to actually get good photos of them and make them look good. Mm-hmm. If you haven't been doing that as much, it's a lot harder to do that. But that's where, like, use your friends. Yeah, You know, go out, have some fun one night, and be like, hey, can I just try some portraits? And don't put off like, yeah, I'm a portrait photographer. Like, like just be like, hey, I'm just trying to get better at this. Can you just be a subject for me? Yeah. And, you know, it's a lot easier to work with your friends than it is people you don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if, I guess just for future reference for everyone listening, if you're out with me and you want to try shooting portraits, I will happily be a subject for you if you want to practice. Yeah. You know, like, I don't need to get photos when we go out. I truly don't anymore. Mm-hmm. But if you want to try and work on your game, let's do it. Yeah. You know, I'll gladly help you out a little bit and you know, give you some tips or some ideas, and we can work on stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I think kind of happened the other day, actually, when we were up, you know, on the we went out hiking a yeah. couple week 
couple weekends ago, and you became everybody's subject. Yeah, which and was I, very weird for me. I, say, I think that may be one of the first times that that's happened to you, where yeah. you were like everybody's portrait subject. Yeah, so. it, it was different. But, um, but you know, like, I'm I'm happy to do that. Like, yeah. I, I'd rather you guys get a photo than me. I just don't care enough anymore. Yeah. And so if you want to work on your portrait game, let's do that. Yeah. I think it'd be a lot of fun. Yeah. So, you know, reach out and let's let's get something on the books and, and go practice. Yeah. You don't even need to go anywhere super crazy to do that either. No. You know? And that's the nice thing for portraits. Yeah. You know, it's to get a good landscape, you kind of have to work for it a little bit. Yeah. Location does matter. You got to. So. You, you have to drive. You got to hike. Something like that. And, mm-hmm. and you got to hope for a good sunset or a sunrise. Portraits. I can shoot portraits in darn near any condition. Yeah, anywhere. In, in almost any place. You can take a portrait down here in the basement. I have. And it, yeah. <laughs> Check some of our product photos. It's exactly, yeah. <laughs> you know? So, like, you can shoot portraits anywhere, which mm-hmm. is one of the best things. And, you know, we've talked about it before. Like, you know, we go out to places and, like, ah, oh, not a great sunset. Like, yeah, it kind of sucks. And I'm like, hey, it's overcast. Awesome. Yeah. I'm shooting portraits. Yeah. Like I can just switch like that. Yeah. So it's a great skill to have, but you got to work on it. And, you know, we should, we should plan things. If you guys want to go out and shoot portraits, let's go do it. Yeah. And only focus on portraits. Be fun. I think it'd be fun. I don't need to go hike seven miles to go get portraits. Let's just go downtown or something. Yeah. I don't need to work that hard for it. I'm dying to go downtown, by the way. So Um, I say we do it. Yeah. It'd be, it'd be fun to do that. So, um, there is a uh, an- another tip that I have for people. I guess uh, before we move on, actually, there's one more thing, um, and this is more like I guess if you're doing some paid work in a way to get people to be more comfortable with you when you're shooting portraits. And I don't recommend doing this like like crazy, but when you do have a good photo of someone, show them mm-hmm. in the field, like right after you take it. Yeah, and like kind of be excited about it. Like, yo, look at this shot. Yeah, you know, like. That's what I do a lot of times. I, like I take a photo, I'm like, okay, I know myself. I'm like, this, this is good. And I'm yeah. like, I'm like, yo, check this out. Yeah. And then look at like, dang, that's sweet. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, let's shoot some more. Mm-hmm. But like my friend Olivia, I got to see this in person. You know, she's very happy and bubbly and fun, and she's taking photos of couples and all that stuff, and she's laughing and squealing and just like oh you guys look so good you guys are so cute and it's just it's so it's so fun and playful yeah. like so you are oh yeah, yeah that's me i'm i'm fun and <laughs> playful yep but like in doing that she creates a little bit of rapport with her clients mm-hmm. and you know she's showing the photos of them like they, they, they're like oh that does look really good and like it just helps everyone be a little bit more comfortable with each other yeah and again, like when I'm out shooting, I show people and they're like, okay, like this is actually pretty good. Yeah. You know? And like people start to think, okay, I, I could let him shoot some photos of me. Yeah. Right? And so it's a good way just to build relationships with people. Yeah. You know? But again, don't overboard that because not everyone wants to see all your photos all the time. Yeah. You know, I only do that with portraits. Yeah. I don't do that with landscapes. And ever. only with like a couple of them too. Yeah. So. I'm not showing you every single one I did, but I'll show you like V1. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, you don't want to annoy people. So. Yeah. So that's the first tip. Go out with your friends. Have some fun with them. Yeah. Use them to learn. The second thing, we kind of touched on this at the beginning, but is find a focal length you like and really work with that. You know? All right. So that was uh, 
another malfunction in this episode, um, making the third cut of this one. At least one of them might have been smooth enough. You might not notice while you're watching, but um, see if you can go find that one. But I think it's really just a sign that uh, we're running a little too long. We need to I know. finish up this portion episode. So yeah. we're getting to the end here. But The uh, photo gods are not happy with us. No, they're not. Yeah, they're like, please shut up. But, uh, but we were just got into this idea of, of finding a focal length to really dive into. Mm-hmm. For me, I chose 50 millimeters. And I'm not saying you need to choose 50. 35 is great too. Olivia, my best friend, shoots on 35 mm-hmm. almost exclusively. 85 is also a popular one too. You can find good focal lengths out there that, you know, it's up to your personal taste. Mm-hmm. But in choosing one and trying to do more with that, like it really does help you like build an eye for portraits and just helps establish yourself in some kind of standard look or shot that you want to try and get. Mm -hmm. So it's just, it's a good way to hone your skills a little bit Yeah, and I'd recommend it. Um, But you really should think about doing that because it it will help you. It'll really train your eye to see, you know, the world in the right way. Cause like I shoot a lot on 50. And if I'm not on 50, I'm on 15 to 35. Mm-hmm. That's my second lens. But like, I almost never shoot above 50. I have 70 to 200, but I, I almost don't ever use it. Yeah. And it's partly because I just have a trouble seeing good frames with that. Mm-hmm. I just, I can't do it because I shoot a lot on 50. Yeah. So it's, it's hard for me, but you have to develop yourself in that's something worthwhile, you know? So, yeah. Yeah. So get to it. And I think um, the last tip and just kind of beat a dead horse here a little bit but like practice yeah like practice really will make you a better portrait photographer mm-hmm. and a photographer in general but like as with anything you ever do in life like you have to just work at it you know the more you do a certain activity the better you're going to get at it it's a 10,000 hours yeah idea right exactly you know i haven't put 10,000 hours into shooting portraits again i'm not going to claim i'm the best one but for a lot of the people we do stuff with i'm willing to bet i put more time in than almost everyone yeah i would agree with that it, so you know and so therefore a lot of my portraits are going to be better than most people's yeah just the way it is yeah but like you just got to get out and do it you know and we've talked about it all episode like there's a lot of ways you can practice with it go get your friends you know try new things like even if you don't know if it's going to look good try it and you take the photo, and then you're like, yeah, that doesn't look good. Mm-hmm. But now, like, you know that doesn't look good, and you won't try it again. Yeah, yeah. But you might tweak it. And that's what it's all about. Like, I told you, I said a couple times this episode, I take a lot of the bad ones, too. Mm-hmm. Like, the ones where you're just straight on. It's like, eh. Like, I've taken those still. Yeah. I just, and you're always going to. Yeah. I just delete them. Yeah. I don't keep them. I only keep and show everyone the really good ones. Yeah. There's some something to be said about being really particular and being a bit more picky, you know, about the things that you're shooting and about the things that you're keeping. So yeah. I think that helps weed out and kind of helps you find and focus on the better stuff. You know, if you go out shooting and you take, you know, I do this all the time. I'll go out, you know, shooting landscape stuff. I'll take 300, 400, 500 photos and I'll come back and I'll have one, two, maybe three that I'm like, those turned out those turned out solid you know and i it's the same thing i imagine with with portraits with you 
Yeah. So now, now I will say, and we maybe talk about this a little bit too, and this could be a whole other conversation for an episode, but when you're starting out, shoot as much as you can. Oh, absolutely. Like, yeah. Take it all because that's how you're going to train your eye to see certain things. Yeah. But once you start to develop your skill, you have to stop doing that mm-hmm. and you have to be much more intentional on what you're shooting. Mm-hmm. Like now when I'm shooting portraits, a lot of times I'm like, okay, let's try this over here. Frame I'm like, eh, nah. Yeah. And I won't take a shot there because I don't like it. Mm-hmm. And I'm really looking for like the one. Yeah. But like I'm not going out and taking uh, like a hundred portraits yeah. of one person in one spot anymore, even with all the little minor tweaks. I'm consciously looking for the right shot. And if I don't see it, I won't take it. Mm-hmm. Occasionally I'll take a couple, but like I'm very selective now with what I'm trying to take. Mm-hmm. But like you don't want to just always flood your Lightroom with stuff because now there's just so there's, much more to go through now. Well, there's just too much going on. Yeah. Like you have to weed through everything mm-hmm. and you can start to do a lot of that, you know, culling process in the field mm-hmm. without having to take the shot. If you're out there, being intentional with it and knowing, okay, is this a good shot? Mm, no, it's not. And you know why. Yeah. But you have to start to understand why, and you can't get to that point until, as a beginner, you just take a bunch. Yeah. You got to learn what looks good, what doesn't. Exactly. So get out there and practice. But, yeah, I think that's it. We don't want to piss off the photography gods anymore and have another malfunction I on, know. We're, on set. They, I feel like we're on the verge of another one, so we better. Yeah, we're going to have to cut this short. Yeah. But if you are listening to this episode um, on any of our podcasting platforms. Mm-hmm. We're on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, you name it. Yeah. Um, please subscribe to our channel. It helps us out. Um, if you're watching this video, which hopefully you are because we showed a lot of photos in this episode, um, make sure you like this video. Subscribe to the channel because that helps us out more than anything. Um, and also leave a comment, especially, yeah. especially something like this. If you learned something, like... What is something you picked up from this episode, especially if you're a non-portrait photographer, you know, Mm -hmm. like what can you implement in your own, you know, shoots that might help you out here, you know, or if you are a portrait photographer and you think I'm just, you know, full of it, like what (laughs) advice do you have? Because I'd love to learn. Yeah. Like I'm trying to focus more on portraits. So like, what can you teach me? There's always room to learn. Yeah. Let's collaborate a little bit. So be sure to connect with us on all of our channels. Mm-hmm. And uh, like we said before, if you want to get out and practice your portraits, by all means, let's do that. I say we I, do it. I would love to do that. Yeah. And again, I don't need to shoot. I'll be your subject, your, your willing subject. Mm-hmm. So um, let's get something on the books. Let's plan it. Let's get out, connect, have some fun. Bushwhackers out.